When you talk about what's next, I love the idea of continuing to think bigger and bigger. And that's the fact of how exposure plus financial freedom grants you a different outlook and your imagination can never be stifled again. Exposure allows you to really see like, man, we can take certain ideas and bring it to life. What's up, world? It's your boy, Brandon Copeland, a.k.a. Professor Cope. And as always, I'm with my dog. And, and it's, it's good to see you in the Chicago Bears stuff. Because one thing I will say about you, through ebbs and flows, ups and downs, <laughs> terrible seasons after season after season after season after season hey, man. after season. Hey, get it over with, man. You still... <laughs> You still, after season, you still find a way to show up and show out for your bears, man. That's what I'm talking about. Ross Mack, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, how man. you doing, my brother? Talk about my bears again. I'm going to take it as a sign of disrespect. <laughs> I'm taking it personal, man. So watch your mouth, man. You. he did. <laughs> but the only thing I can say to that is, you know, your Washington Wizards, Washington Bullets, <laughs> through all the years, they've never done anything. Look, look. That's why I don't root for them. I root for Kevin Durant, brother. I root for Kevin Durant, man. I'm going to nah. put it out there. Nah. AD, he from D.C. He ain't from Baltimore. You could only root. He from D.C. The one Baltimore cat you can get is I give you Tank. Tank Davis. Uh, I thought you were going to say Melo. But, no, nah, I, I will say this, though. KD, don't, the reason why I root for KD, I never, never met him. But – uh, the day before senior year of football, we were supposed to start three days. We had three days, brother. We was trying to, you know, be national champions. We didn't work. But uh, the day before, my my rec coach, my coach called and said, hey, the guys, we got a game over in D.C. at Run and Shoot. You want to come through? I'm like, nah, coach, I start training camp tomorrow football. Like, I got to focus on this. This is my year, you know. And anyway, the guys go. I get calls later from everybody. Yo, KD was there, dog. Wow. KD was there. He dunked on me. So, like, KD was there and, like, hooped with everybody, like, did the scoreboard, did a little moderation. This was, like, I think his first year after the league or after his first year in the league or something like that. But, so like, this one, he was that always resonated. OKC. It was actually the Sonics back then. It was the Sonics. Yeah, and and that, that's always resonated with me. It's like, oh, like, I got you coming back and showing love. I, I root for you, so. Anyway, Son, that's really uh, why I never played football. Like, I enjoyed it as a shorty. But when you just said y'all had three days in the summer, like, man's got to be able to have a summer job or summer internship. Like, when you really, you know what I mean? I always wondered, like, why they do with that OD. But I guess. Hey, it's war, brother. It's, it's war. It's, I guess um, your enemy is practicing and you out at work. You, you can't really get, you know, get better, I guess. Facts. Facts, man. So, but all right, man, listen. This is the final episode of this season mm -hmm. of Money Music Culture, man. <laughs> God damn. Oh, sorry, I'm going to keep it together. I'm going to keep it together, brother. I'm going to keep it together. But what I want to know is, as we go into this offseason for Money Music Culture, right, what's going to be Ross Mack's focus? What's next for Ross Mack? What should we be supporting? What should we be looking for? What should we be holding you accountable for, my brother? What should you be holding me accountable for? And I love that because mm. a dream is just a dream until it's written down. 
then it's a plan. But once that plan that's written down is communicated to your accountability partner, then it's like, all right, you actually got to do it. And so I love that. I love the way you said that. I even had to just put some hand sanitizer on just to make sure, you know what I'm saying, I'm coming in here with a clean mindset, you did. I'm sitting over here. I got my 2023 goals on my little board right here that I wrote out January 1st or December 31st or something like that. Got to put out more music. Mm. Ross Mack, the artist. I uh, I got to continue to do that. I put out a song um, not that long ago that was on a uh, TV show on HBO Max called uh, Southside. But it wasn't a song that I was truly, you know, pushing. I put it out only because I was getting a placement. So I'm still obviously putting out music um, from that angle. But uh, in terms of development, right, I want to do more shows right i've been in a lot of pitch meetings to bigger networks so those are things that are always um on a uh, in a development but they're things that i feel as though i've been dragging my feet i've posted i've already developed a children's book i'm supposed to develop a cartoon those are the big ones right there's other stuff on here but i think in order to continue to make maconomics a household name i have to touch different avenues I want to get, you know, um, similar to Cope, but it's like developing that curriculum that schools could adapt. Um, obviously, um, I think I showed you some stuff in terms of I, I drew up, not even drew, I've already had some sketch uh, cartoon stuff already developed, and this is a while ago, so as it stands, I have truly procrastinated. But now that I set it on wax, now that I've mm. said it to you, on camera, it's real. And that means that I got to stop bullshitting yeah. and stop procrastinating. Hey, but, but when you, and, and I'll, I'll get into mine so it's, so it's fair, uh, but when you talk about putting these things out into the world, putting it on wax, putting it on camera, now that's making it real. What, why does that make it real for your mind? Or, or what do you do to, to take it, to that next level and actually start to execute on those different things on your vision board, right? Because that's what people are uh, are, are wanting to know, right? Like, all right, Ross Mack, clearly they're watching the show. Very, very smart brother, right? But he writes down an idea, and now he says it's going to come to fruition, and then give it some time, it comes to fruition. What happens in between that somebody else – can pull on for their ideas that they write down like how are you actually bringing these things to life mm -hmm. i think i think you have to always look at it and say one what does the process look completed right and so how do i get to point z and what are all the necessary steps to get there before right is it hiring a, a like if we're talking about a, a cartoon is or a book is it writing a book writing a storyline is it hiring animators right and then it's like okay what's the publishing company or it's you know what's the distribution if it's a cartoon and i think the moment you write it down right it's, it sounds cool right but the moment you communicate it is like you put it out in the universe and then at that moment i can't let people down and the people is or better yet i i communicate it to a person like a cope that i know is going to hold me accountable because 
you know, our conversations evolve, right? If we're young and we're in college, it's like, shit, what you doing this weekend, bro? You trying to go get some girls? Then if we grown with families, it's like, shit, bro, how you how you chasing another million? How you chasing another bill? So now the conversation's different. It's like, bro, I remember you was telling me you was going to do this, you know? Where do you stand on that? What's the status on that? And I think that is really, you know, I think we talked about this a while ago, but like having accountability partners really help push you, right? If we could talk about a guy like John Morant, you know, and this might mm. seem kind of, you know, a little off topic, but I'm going to for sure bring it home because you already know I bring gospel when I get to speaking. It's like, <laughs> it's making sure your circle is pushing you what also has the best interest for you. So like, if I'm sitting here and I'm saying like, bro, I want the best for Coke, I'm going to tell him when he's doing stuff bad. But if he's communicating to me like, man, I got this multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar idea and this is how I, you know, do it. Now it's like just checking in on that person to, under, to see, you know, one, is it a way I can help? Two, how's it coming along? And I think that's really what it boils down to, like the people that you have, right? It's like, if I communicate that I have a dream to someone and their first thing is like, man, you can't do that shit. That type of negativity I don't necessarily need in my life. That person might be a closet hater. You feel me? It's, uh, I don't know. But if I communicate something to a person and then they challenging me like, okay, how you going to do it? All right. Then they check in two months, a month from now, or two weeks from now. Then they're like, how's that coming? Then they reminded me, okay, you bullshitting because they believe in me, but they know that they ain't able to hold my hand and do it for me. So now it's like my word is my bond. Um, and so I think it's important to have certain people in your life. And I always respect certain people because they'll ask me, same way you just asked me, what's next? What you working on? Right? Because sometimes, you know, you work on stuff in quiet and you just work with your head down. Then you pop up on motherfuckers like, oh, yeah. It's up now. But it's like sometimes if a person asks me what you're working on, it's like, damn, okay, I'm pitching more shows. I got the distribute. I mean, the, uh, the production company. We're working with bigger clients. We're doing this, doing that. But then it's like, okay, what's the type of business or new business that I might create that has the ability to develop even more residual income, right? And so I think when you're having those type of conversations, you want those people that are going to challenge you in a positive way. Right. Right. Yeah. Nah, man, it's a whole gem. So, um, so no, you already know. Wait a second, nephew. We spent a decent amount of time on what's next for Ross Mack, but I think we got to know what's next for AKA Professor Cope, AKA <laughs> Decade Veteran NFL. Like, what's next for Cope right now? What you working on? Yeah, man. All right. So, what I'm trying to do better at is finishing the drill in business. And what I mean when I say that is like tying up loose ends. So first and foremost, I want to get some of these real estate projects that we have going. Mm -hmm. I want to do what my role is in each of the different buildings or companies, do what I can do to help maximize it. And mm -hmm. what I mean when I say that, help push it over the edge, help speed it up, help prioritize it so that they can start uh, cash flowing efficiently uh as soon as possible right um i think that that's that's one thing that i'm i'm looking forward to here I, i'm also looking forward to learning as, as much as po possible within those processes because now i'm 
I'm trying to do my own development projects, right? For mm-hmm. the last 10 years, it's been, okay, hey, you got this project going. That looks good. Let me look at the numbers. Let me see the pro forma. Let me run the due diligence. What's the area look like? Okay, cool. I'll invest into it. Well, now I have the time and the ability and mm-hmm. also the experience and understanding to be like, hey, I see something. Why don't we do a, a, a shopping center right there? Or, hey, who's buying this land up? Well, a mile from there, here, they're doing this over there. I want to buy this land. Let's go put a bid in on this land. So now we're having these conversations with with literally cities and things of that nature. So over the next in this off season, I want to be, you know, from real estate standpoint and development, especially larger developments, these things aren't things that will be, you know, six month flips. Uh, so it wouldn't be realistic to say I'll, I'll build up a block or build up a city in the next uh, six months. But in the next six six months to 12 months, I want us to be a lot further along in the sense of have land committed, have, um, you know, start going through the entitlement process with, with different cities and things of that nature. But uh, hopefully, you know, you fast forward or we fast forward or we can look back at this thing. And, and again, I'm speaking into existence. We want to build a block mm-hmm. in Baltimore, uh, buy up and build a block in Baltimore. And then two, we also want to do a master plan city. I want to build a whole city, thousand to fifteen hundred acres, and um, I want to design the entire experience. And what I mean when I say that is, I want uh, we'll have apartments, we'll have multi-million dollar mansions, we'll have townhomes, mm-hmm. we'll have a nail salon, hair salon, barbershop, movie theater. We'll have all of those things, and we'll m- maybe depending on the area, we may have a school. Uh, but ultimately, I want to make sure that the kids living in the apartment building, they have the ability to walk out of their door and be treated the same way as the kids that live in the multi-million dollar mansions, right? Um, they go through our community, our city, and, and the standard of education and all that stuff and the way you're treated and the respect. It's literally the place you want to live, your place you want to be. You want your kids to grow up in the place you want to grow old in as well, too. And I think it's also going to be important. We want to I want to have my grandmother's is um, older and she's dealing with her issues. And and I notice her being around our children, her great grandchildren gives her some of the most joy and pride Mm -hmm. that she has. Right. And I want to find a way to keep those villages and ecosystems together. So from a real estate standpoint, I want to be much further along in realizing a city we'll call it legacy projects i love it uh because projects has been you know a, a term that's usually negative but we want it to be something beautiful and positive legacy um, project so that's what, is that what ghosts have for his daughter Raina? what was the name of that the legacy center or something oh <laughs> it was something like that now i think about well, it. i gotta oh, google I that i think it might have been called legacy something i gotta look yeah, sure. we might have to check that out <laughs> go ghosts will come get my ass so that's on the real estate side. I want to go after and, and realize that and get that. Um, in, in the production side, I want to be doing more TV shows and oh, not bro. just um, being a talent in them. I also want to start trying to bring some of these crazy ideas to life that, you know, you and I have spoken about, right? Some of the things that we we know and we see uh, uh, an opportunity or a place for a void that can be filled and so us having the ability to not only get in front of the camera and do what we need to do but also 
being able to be behind the camera and say, hey, how do we package up this idea and bring it to life because it's going to help this person, this person, this person, or it's just a great fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that's extremely important to me. So we'll be working on that. And finally, I think that the, the last thing I'll say is I want the financial education things, the life 101, the macronomics, right? Like I, I think that the biggest thing that I'm trying to do in, now is think about maximizing where we are and the spaces we are and the relationships we have. So having more conversations with you about how we can continue to collaborate, mm-hmm. having more conversations with other people in our ecosystem, other relationships. Like we're having conversations now that are like, you know, it's, it's the rooms that you never were in before, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the rooms you dreamed about or, you know, you don't think about it when you're in those conversations, but you just think about it. You, you just talk about you pitching TV shows, right? Like as a high school kid, these are the things that you might have, envision for yourself but you didn't really envision the the process of it right like you envisioned the end goal maybe but like now you're actually in the room sitting peer face to face with the decision makers and the people and so for me it's about how do you maximize those relationships in a way that allows the entire ecosystem and network to win Mm -hmm. and to eat and so that's what I'm trying to understand, analyze, and capitalize on uh, here on out. So hopefully, hopefully that explains what we'll be up to next. We got some shit going, but we got to get to work as always, my brother. I love it, brother. I love it. I think um, when you talk about what's next, right, I, I, I love the idea of continuing to think bigger and bigger, right? It's not saying, you know, I want to do another three flat. It's like, nah, I'm trying to build a whole city. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Bro, really yeah. said a whole utopian world. It's like not necessarily, you know, trying to be on another, you know, spinoff of Buy My House too. It's like, nah, nah, I want to develop my own show, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that is, goes back to an episode we did, you know, a few episodes before this one. And it's the fact of, how exposure grants you, how exposure plus financial freedom grants you a different outlook, and your and your imagination can never be stifled again. You could you see things bigger because well, I've been exposed to understanding what bigger is, right? I think another thing that I that I negated to say was, I want to have a different type. I want to start a fund, and that fund just gives you know access to you know different private equity and venture capital or hedge fund type investments for the everyday consumer who would never otherwise be known as an accredited investor. Right. And so Mm. when you think of certain things, it's like, I can do that. You ain't got to be an old white man. That's a billionaire to do it. It's like exposure allows you to really see like, man, we could take certain ideas and bring it to life. Right. Right. Now, 100%. And I think that, uh, Hey, the time is now. So I guess what what I would say is, you know, what I would hope is next for our audience. Mm. You know, the people who've, who've tuned in and have watched or, you know, will eventually watch, right? Like, from a money standpoint, calculate the, the, the all the summation of all of the money advice and guidance and all of that type of stuff we've given. I don't necessarily know if guidance is the right term, but 
our opinions. Calculate how much money it costs you to live every single month. Go create that passively as quickly as you possibly mm. can. Once you do that, you are financially free. Once you do that, you have the ability to see the world differently. Once you do that, you have the ability to create, to 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 take risks. Mm. Now, how you do that, it's not easy. I'm not sitting there acting like this is a three-month process, right? This shit might take you 15 years <laughs> to go do that, right? But when you talk about what's next and evolving, for, and that's what I'm looking at financially, right? Like, what's next for, in my evolution financially? Hey, this is the number we need monthly. This is how we have it, or this is how we're getting it passively. Some through traditional investing, investing. some through real estate. Every single month, we're going to get this, or every single quarter, um, we're going to get this. And you stack all these things up on top of each other, and once that passive income number exceeds that monthly recurring expense mm -hmm. number all right now it gets really it gets scary right but if you don't have that goal in mind then then you know again however you frame it that's my goal for you that's my goal for the audience yeah. get that monthly recurring expense number and go try to seek it out passively maybe it's through pension maybe it's through other investments you know dividends whatever it may be um, but go work towards that, and once you achieve that number, and you've actually measured it, and you confirmed it, I, I, I watch how you. I my had a big exit. No, I, I love the way you said it because right, what's next for Cope? What's next for Ross? But really, why people gather here is to find out what's next for them, and I think that. Financial freedom is the goal. I want that for every person that has listened, including your auntie and uncle and your cousins, right? Even your uh, occasional dog walker that come through, right? I, I think at the end of the day, the way we get to financial freedom is really listening to a lot of our episodes. Replay them because we gave you, you know, Oxford level education. We gave you, you know, half a million, half a million dollar level tuition type stuff in just a few hours every day that we were talking. And so when you really think about it, it's like, what is my plan? Write it down. Understand the importance of a dollar. Understand budgeting. Understand investing. And also, like Cope said, understanding, you know, finding alternative methods of building new revenue, right? Because at the end of the day, only having one stream of income is too close to zero. So how else are you making new money, right? And Cope said it in a dope way. If it costs you $5,000 a month to live, 60K a year, if you can create $60,000 passively while still doing other jobs or other other forms of revenue, now your outlook on life is a little differently because you truly understand that, you know, time is money. But now you're looking at it and saying, how could I scale? If I was able to make 5K this month, how can I make 50? And so you really are starting to look at life in a completely different manner. Yeah, man. And um, we'll take it out, but I just want to make sure that that example that you just gave doesn't go over anybody's head because when you think about that monthly number, right, like it, it's, for some of us, we're in situations where that's scary mm -hmm. to think about, right? Like how am I going to get 5K a month passively, right? Like I'm, I'm working my ass off to make it now. Start with $100 a month passively, right? Like start with $500 a month passively. A lot of times we look at, you know, uh, real estate and well, a lot of times as a real estate investor, folks have different ways of creating that monthly cash flow. And so sometimes 
you will literally buy an entire property, mortgage it, you know, leverage it up through a mortgage and stuff like that. And you might be netting a few hundred dollars a month on it. The goal is when that mortgage falls off, now you're netting fifteen hundred dollars a month. Right. Like and then now you that that property that was only netting you three hundred and this other property that's netting you four hundred. Well, together, once those mortgages fall off, that's fifteen hundred and two thousand. Right. So now you got thirty five hundred right there. Right. Like but but sometimes we look at the entire goal as so overwhelming that we don't necessarily start the process. And so understanding that you're not going to take one bat and one swing and hit the entire revenue stream that probably ain't even diversified enough to be quite honest with you uh, chip away at it and, and that will help make this much more attainable so. i love it brother yeah man. take us on now man our last episode of this season Ooh, with that being said man uh, the last episode of money music culture for this season Ross Mack, it has been nothing short of an absolute pleasure. I want to go ahead and give you your flowers, my brother. I appreciate you for continuing to push me. I appreciate you for holding me accountable. I appreciate you for mm-hmm. um, for not even just just the, the podcast host you are, right? Because clearly that's where the way people see us. But the conversations we have about being husbands, being fathers, right? Like the excitement you get uh, about doing things the right way uh, again i appreciate you because as you know for me this entire thing and this journey is is just my camera you know camera on and us having the conversation it's just therapy um no, and so again fact. i appreciate you for for taking the time extending your heart um but also man i appreciate you for the the brother that you are even even when you put on that chicago bear stuff brother hey even man Hey, the feeling mutual, bro. I I genuinely respect our friendship, our conversations. I love how we continue to inspire one another and push one another. So you already know, you're my brother for life. Let's do it, man. You got to take us out, brother. You already know. It's another episode of Money Music Culture. Make sure you like, subscribe. Make sure you send it to your uncle, to your drunk auntie, to your klepto cousin, to your big mama who knows she cook with too much starch and cholesterol but the food is good it don't matter send it to all them people and make sure y'all tune in to next season much love